Hello and good morning. This is Big South Steve Studios podcast. I am reporting to you from my car on a very rainy, cold uh, Tuesday morning. But I hope everyone elsewhere is hopefully in a beautiful sunrise, uh, maybe is still asleep, have yet to go to work, or maybe a day off. Or maybe today is just a calling out sick day type of day. But hey, we're up, I'm up. I hope everyone has a great day today. So in my last episode, I was discussing um, the blues, essentially, how yesterday, how the, in my last episode, I didn't feel like myself, uh, how I am normally upbeat, chipper, uh, you know, uh, more energy, things like that. And that wasn't me yes, uh, yesterday in my last episode. So today, I uh, wake up this morning, wake up extra early, make sure to to uh, get my breakfast going. Uh, you know, I'm um, I am a recovering fat guy. Is what like is what I like to say. Uh, I have lost uh, over 250 pounds over the last uh, five years um, due to sticking to a very strict protein diet, kind of like Atkins, you know, like what Atkins, you know, you don't hear that word anymore, kind of like what Atkins was, uh, high protein, high fat, virtually no carbs, you can introduce carbs at some point over time, your cheat day, things like that. So, you know, what I learned is, uh, you know, like anything, moderation, 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 right? So addiction to, uh, let me put it this way, addiction is universal and ambiguous. And when I say that, I mean, you can be addicted to music, you can be addicted to podcasts, you can be addicted to spending money, you can be addicted to stealing, you can be addicted to virtually anything. And it will not go away unless you understand that you are, and well, when you can understand and when you can tell yourself that there's a problem, that you do have a problem, right? A lot of people, what stops them from saying I have a problem is shame. And that's coming from my own perspective, right? I feel shameful, and I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing because I I don't want to I don't want to confront how 
I'm feeling. And I definitely don't want others confronting me how I'm feeling until it catches up with you, you know? Addicts, they OD, go to jail, live in poor health, live, you know, uh, live in poverty, homeless, things like that. People that are shoplifters or kleptomaniacs, as it used to be known, right? They, at some point, get arrested, and then, then they steal from their family, and then they're ostracized, and hey, and next thing you know, they, they're very shameful, and at that point, they don't, they don't care. They'd rather just go to jail, right? Um, same thing with food. Food. Food is probably the one of the worst addictions to have because it, it does the same thing as a drug. It, you know, certain drugs um, take the place of certain chemicals in your brain and in your body that would that would otherwise make you feel the way you want to feel. Um, Take, for example, marijuana. You know, marijuana has THC and different types of uh, cannabis has different types of uh, strains and they all produce a different type of high. Um, and I'm going extreme here, but, I'm, but what I'm trying to say is at that point, it, it all comes down to altered mood. Food makes you feel comfortable, nice warm blanket, you're satiated, better than physical intercourse. I mean, back in the day, you know, a, a whole large pie with chicken wings was just enough for me to feel like I was the king of the world. And you know, and uh, that addiction caught up with me. 430 pounds. And next thing I know, I'm having breathing problems. You know, and because I didn't grow up with an understanding of health until later on in life, and then I ignored my health. I didn't take my blood pressure pills as I should have. Uh, I didn't do certain things to better my life. And I honestly thought I was invincible. I mean, in college, I was, I played football, you know, in college, I hit hard. I played hard. So, you know, I, I doctors always said, hey, you're in good health. Your cholesterol's great. You're you know, you're you're big. That's what we need you for. You know, we need you to hit or hit people around. You know, so they they really didn't care that I was four thirty. They just cared that I was six foot three, four thirty, and can move a, another guy that's four hundred thirty pounds, about twenty or thirty feet off his feet. Um, so, years later in my in my professional life, what happens? Um. I am diagnosed at 25 
with an enlarged heart and I'm diagnosed with uh, you know aneurysmal arteries aneurysmal in the sense that the arteries were stretching beyond their normal um, let's call it flexibility but their, their normal structure and um, worst of all my aorta the your main your main um, your main artery that supplies the entire the, the main anatomical part of your heart that, that provides blood to the heart that was six centimeters dilated meaning that it was four centimeters larger than than what it should have been so the doc told me the doctor the surgeon rather the, the cardiac surgeon told me um if you gain more weight and if you strain if you If that becomes up to eight centimeters, you will not wake up the next morning. And that's, and then he said something that I'll never forget is, he said that he had a patient that reportedly was moving furniture, went upstairs to take a nap, never woke up. And he knew that he, and he, he said that his patient knew that he had his aorta uh, was not normal and, and had to be taken care of, but he had to wait due to work and other, other responsibilities. And um, the poor, poor person died because they overexerted themselves. Something happened to where the aorta must have ripped and um and he died and um i was not gonna let that happen to me you know 25 years old knowing that you have a heart a a, a heart condition i mean that that it's not normal in your family it's not something that you, you want to hear you know so i took i, I took the decision to do the surgery and the surgery was an open heart surgery to replace my entire aorta. And it was, it's an artificial graft of some kind of space age polymer type of, type of graft that is woven into an artificial artery. And it, it's in my body now. It's been uh, over seven years, well, over, yeah, over seven, eight years, maybe. And every two years, I have to go for a t CT scan and make sure that nothing is wrong with it, you know, that it hasn't, um, you know, uh, gotten any scar tissue, that it hasn't um, you know, shifted or moved the other hard fact that I have to come, that I've always had to come to realize is my other arteries are not normal. So 
they replaced the aorta, but the other ones, later in life, I may have to have those replaced. And that's that's something that I think of every day. That's that, that's I'm it's in the back of my head every day. I mean, that, I think that's that's part of my blues. You know, that's part of that's part of my life. I have to live with stuff like that. You know, you think of the heart, and you think of uh, stories of you know the widowmaker, which is that which is your parada artery. You know, if that were to if that were to go, you have seconds. Maybe a couple of minutes, but yeah. Hey, folks, I don't mean to be down on all this. I'm, I'm, I apologize, right? I'm just, I'm just saying that. Um, I'm just saying that. I'm, I'm grateful to God that He showed me to stop messing around to get my life back on track. And ever since then, I've been healthy, uh, at a good weight, you know, at uh, two two thirty five. Try to keep it that way. I go, I fluctuate up and down, you know, twenty thirty pounds at most. Um, you know, I can't really hit the gym like I like I like to because I have to maintain. Uh, I have to maintain a. Um, uh, I have to maintain my the heart, my heart the way it is. I'm not gonna be a bodybuilder, so why lift heavy weights? You know? So but all that being said, that was something that um, has always been in the back of my mind, but it doesn't doesn't scare me as it used to. You know, now that I'm older, I realize that's that's a bad thing. It's still a bad thing. That's not, that's that's there, but hey, there's nothing I can do about it, so why worry about it? Um, but yeah, so you know, I've always uh, so let's shift topics, right? Let's let's shift topics. So I start this podcast, and you know, I'm I am actively seeking YouTube content creators. I'm actively seeking people. Right, I have a full-time job. Um, you know, I, I try to, I try to um, pick, sort of choose people that I'm trying my best to, um, to understand uh, how to go about interviewing them. Right, so like I'm watching YouTube videos and and I'm reading articles and books, and um, you know, I I really want to say, and I hope, I really hope that uh, Conrad Thompson, the the gentleman that created or co-created the, the, the very popular, the very, I mean, almost world-renowned podcast, Something to Wrestle With, Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> I got to pause when I say, after the word with, because it's not something to wrestle with with Bruce Pritchard, it's something to wrestle with. Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> so, with all that said, um, he's been a great influencer, uh, influence in my life. Um, I have a story about him that I'll leave for another, another episode, and I want to dedicate that episode just to him. 
because I feel as though it's it's he should know what him and Bruce Pritchard did for me. They don't know me at all. They don't know that I exist in the world. But they did something for me that I will never, ever, ever have enough to repay them for other than a thank you. And I hope one day to meet them and to hug, and to hug them. Um, but yeah, so, so he's, a, he's a great influence. Uh, others, you know, a lot of, yeah, I'm a big wrestling guy, right? And I, I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts. Um, so something to wrestle with, Bruce Pritchard, um, the Jim Ross Report, the Jim Ross Show, that was also another staple of uh, Conrad Thompson, uh, the Ric Flair Show, all those awesome podcasts um, kind of kind of got me thinking like, man, th- these are such interesting people and I want to be- better get to know them. And, and that's when I kind of realized, man, if I had enough time to do extracurricular stuff like this, that is what I would like to do. And now that I have this new job, now that, um, that you know, I have more time to myself and my family, you know, I want to dedicate some of that time to this, to this new, this new venture. And, uh, and I like the idea of it, you know, like I really, really do. So, you know, I hope my emails get to, to them, to the people that I've been contacting. Like I said, I know one responded, but he has yet to uh, reply to my, uh, to my emails where I told them, uh, because he did ask me, you know, where, where is your podcast? And, um, and I sent them the links so you can see that I'm not scammer or fake or you know and I hope he gives me an opportunity uh, you know the, the other person that I, I tried to reach out to last night but I, I don't I, I don't know a good way without ex, without exposing um, too much of myself um, is Dashy from Dashy Games if you look him up I mean, he's, he's, he is huge on YouTube. He has millions. I'm talking about millions of subs. Uh, and I just, and I, he's, he has a, he has a uh, gaming channel. He's got a skit channel. Uh, he's worked with um, the late great John Witherspoon's son. Um I can't remember his son's name. That's terrible, but um, even him. I mean, he even 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 the the younger Witherspoon. He's a funny guy, uh, and, and he seems cool as shit. Excuse, oh, excuse me. Uh, and I'm you know I would love to interview these guys. I mean, Dashy being one of them. I mean, Dashy. I've been a subscriber of his since 2013. I think that's the earliest I can remember. So 11 years and I would just love to get to know him, man. I don't, I don't want to profit from him in any way. I mean, I, I just want to get to know him and, and I know people want to get to know their, their, their mentors, their, I mean, their heroes, you know? 
however, there is that saying, you know, uh, about meeting your heroes, right? So let's see. Um, <clears throat> do I consider Dashi a hero? Um, I wouldn't really say hero, but he's a pioneer. So as a Latino, I, I never saw a Latino on YouTube make it so big. He's one of the biggest Latinos in YouTube that I know of. And that's a fact. He's also one of the funniest, bright, brightest. And, I'm, and I know he collaborates, but I mean, he had the balls to literally go on YouTube make fun of himself, don't care. He's got he's a natural comedian. He's got great facial expressions. He's just a funny guy and, and I would look him up. Um, I mean if you're having a crappy day, he'll turn that frown upside down within one episode. And if you love video games like I do, <clears throat> he's he's the guy to look he's the guy. He does not do game reviews. Okay? He plays the game. He makes jokes. He he acts like he's actually in the game. He screams, he yells, he he cries almost. This guy, I mean, he is hysterical. So I can't say enough. And I can probably just keep going on, but I'm not going to. So you I'm sure I'm sure you got the I'm sure you got it. Um, so yeah, you know, I, um, this is what I want to do. This is, this is, this is what I want to do. And this is, this is going to change, obviously, as I mature in, in this, as the channel matures, I'm, I'm going to find a niche and, and, you know, I have not found a YouTube channel where, I'm sorry, I have not found a podcast where YouTubers are the genre to interview YouTubers, you know, people are interviewing actors, but a normal guy like me will never, ever interview, let's say a Tom Hanks, which by the way, I would love to interview Tom Hanks. Um, I would never interview uh, Michael B. Jordan, not Michael Jordan, Michael B. Jordan. He's one of the greatest actors that I've ever seen, Um, you know, when he played Killmonger, when he played Creed one through three, when he when he was in the wire, that was his I think that was his first major show for T V presence was when he was on the wire playing a young uh man that was a a drug dealer in Baltimore and a and a uh, unfortunately he got into drugs because of the lifestyle that was he was living. And on the show, he was, um, well, if you haven't seen it, I, I'm not going to go more into it, but it's the first season of the show. Um, and it's, it's a great, The Wire on HBO is amazing. It's an amazing show with amazing actors. And Michael B. Jordan, although he was a young man, you could tell he was going to be a star. So I, um, you know, I followed his career throughout the movies. 
um, especially the there's a movie God, there's a movie called um, on I think it's called on Beale Street on Beale Street uh, or or on Beale Station. God, I can't. I'm doing him such a uh, an, uh, injustice by not knowing the the name of the movie, but um, it's a true based on a true story, um, and he's. Uh, he's the main character in the movie, so just just amazing guy, just amazing actor. So with all that being said, um, you know, whoa, twenty five minutes, I, like five or ten minutes over what I wanted. Um, I just want to say thank you very much. Um, I hope hope this uh, episode hope this episode uh, you learned something. Maybe I, I don't know. I hope I hope I distracted you for your your ride to work. Uh, I hope I distracted you for, you know, 30 minutes from worrying about something. I think that's, that's part of the reason why I'm doing this to give back to others, um, you know, to distract someone for 30 minutes and to take something off their mind for 30 minutes, um, is something that not everyone has the power to do. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. So, um, folks, may the Lord uh, keep you and bless you, and I hope everyone has a great day, great night, and uh, until next time, this is Steve Nunez reporting for duty and calling out sick. Thanks.